0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join me in a capital on lockdown. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Alison Buchanan, Artistic Director of Pegasus Opera Company, an opera company founded in the early 1990s. Alison, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for uh, making the time out of your schedule to appear in the program today. I know that you're joining us uh from the United States. How are things uh there uh, in the current COVID-19 crisis?
1: Well, you know, um I spend time in New York and, and Maryland. I mean, currently in Maryland. New York is particularly bad, as I'm sure people have seen on the news. And so, you know, um, it feels a lot safer down here. It's very sub- suburban, so it's very quiet. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when I look out onto the garden, you would feel like nothing's happening. But we're now on lockdown. We can't leave even in Maryland um, unless we have to, you know, just like England. So it's just very... Um, scary times and unprecedented that we find ourselves unfortunately
0: and i'm pretty sure at this point in time you're not able to to function in your in your job role are you
1: well, no, you'd be surprised. I just actually got off the phone with um, my staff and executive director where we now every week, which actually we didn't quite do as much as we as now, every week we we get on Zoom and we flesh out because this is a good time for future planning. So that's what we are doing. And, and actually it's, it's wonderful. And I think it's what we should do continuing forward because we're getting a lot done and putting our heads together and mm. brainstorming. So
0: that's actually good. So a lot of businesses are finding this uh, this interconnectivity uh, that we're getting out of these uh, internet uh, services are making us actually do more face to face than we would normally in our offices. Um, yes, that's I wa- very true. I wonder how uh, many of these things will continue on after the period of coronavirus has. Um, Uh, abated. Um, Now, of course, I have you here to discuss the concept of leadership. Um, And I always like to start off that conversation uh, with a a very simple question. uh, And that is, what does the word leader mean to you?
1: Well, for me, a leader is someone who brings people together, who not only um, helps steer ideas and sort of Uh, In in our world, creative ideas and and brainstorming about the future, but also I think a good leader is able to identify people within the organization and their skills, what skills they have, and to help them, you know, bring up those skills so that we are, it's like a collective, it's like a village, you know, so we all can um, do What's best for the organization? A leader is not someone who just says "do it my way," because you know your way is not necessarily the best way, mm-hmm. and you might not have thought of other things. So, um, you know, my background—I've always—I've—I've I've never run an organization per se, but I inherited um, Pegasus. I, I've been a professional opera singer of um, international opera singer for many years. And when uh, Lloyd Newton, who started Pegasus, um, passed away, you know, he said you, he wanted me in his will to run the company. We would argue when he was alive, he was a very good friend of mine, and he would say, you're going to run Pegasus when I when I die, because he had lung, lung cancer. Mm. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> so he put it in the will. And so there is a... Uh, a feeling of, oh, I have a responsibility now to of continue his legacy because he left it in the because it meant that much to him. And then other, the singers that we help and, 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 and support, um, look to me and say, well, you are going to continue his work. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. So it was like, you know, everyone was looking to me to continue. So I didn't have experience. So I've, i I sort of had to learn. And so it's been a very interesting journey for me.
0: Now, of course, coming from the world of the arts, um, it, that, doesn't necessarily uh, be a, a a good preparation uh, for leading a a business um, mm-hmm. how did you make that transition how did you uh, ascertain what you needed to do as a leader of this organization um, to uh, pull forward
1: well like I was talking about the village so um Lloyd had a wonderful uh, woman who worked for him called Sonia Hyams, and she was his project manager and worked a lot with the education side of Pegasus. And so I soon identified that she knew a lot more than I did, especially in terms of grant writing and all those sort of the nuts and bolts of the mm-hmm. company. So we, right, so we said, okay, let's call you the executive director. And I'll be the artistic director because, you know, in terms of titles, you know, in America, I think titles have much more weight and, and carry more weight. But when I started, you know, the, the current that board chair was like, ah, I don't care what you call yourself. So it seems right that because, you know, the, the stuff that Sonia does, I can't do. And so therefore, um, so under her sort of guidance and some leadership because she knew more about that i was able to um kind of step up and I, and i would be honest with you i don't think i stepped up very much initially i think i spent the first most of the first year with my head in the sand certainly and then but as i sort of gained a bit more confidence and identified what my skills were I have been able to step up, and you know, and I think that that's been it's been tremendous. And, and what I learn is that I'm very good at bringing people together. I'm very good at inspiring. I'm very good at um, looking at sort of a big picture and 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 future and 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 planning. And the the and I'm quite pleased. I think. You know, I was saying to Sonia not too long ago that I think Lloyd would be very pleased with how we are moving ahead. Um, We've also, I spent time um, thinking about developing a very strong board. And so we have a very strong board now and and they're a working board. They're sort of being very helpful because at the moment we uh, we have the executive director and Sonia and a producer, Jordan. And so it's, we're a small team and we don't work full time. So, um, so we need the help of our board. So we have a very strong board and we were just granted, um, the elevate fund, uh, one of 45, I think diverse led mm. organizations that got the elevate fund. And so now we're able to moving forward, we'll be able to get a development um, someone to do development for us, and and start building up our our staff and stuff. And the other good thing is there's the claw course that we that we're going to participate in, where I will go and learn more skills. So you know, it's it, it's a continual journey of growth, and but and you have to be open. You know, of I course. just I just put my hands up thinking, well, I know nothing, so. I'm an, I'm, a, I'm an empty vessel.
0: Fill me. Well, that's the most important thing in leadership: is is knowing what you're uh, lacking and uh, finding out how you can fill that void and uh, as you said building that team uh, enabling uh, surrounding yourself with the right people uh, to be able to get the job done of course there has been some examples in history of leaders who were great when they were operating uh, in a situation where they could operate on their own but uh, when they got into other situations they surround with some, themselves with the wrong people I can particularly think of right. uh, Ulysses S. Grant uh, uh, when he was a general in the American Civil War a very, very effective military uh, leader. However, as President Grant, um, he chose the wrong people in the cabinet and had a very ineffectual presidency. Uh, So it all has to do with, you are absolutely correct, the people that are around you. Um, Now, unfortunately, our time together is drawing to its close. But before we go, I'd like to touch on uh, what uh, Pegasus Offer Company will be up to for the next 12 to 24 months.
1: Well, we part of our... um Elevate Fund is uh, developing different initiatives that we have. And one of them is that we want to start, uh, we're in the process actually of starting a talent agency. And um, an agency where we help, uh, because we get often our questions about um, who can we recommend and can you provide singers for this. So we're going to have an agency where uh, for black Asian singers, we send them out to work. We want to develop emerging talent. So, we're going to have mentorship um, programs where they work with different, one on one with different singers who are working maybe vocally career development. Um, There's a lot of BME artists who have been out a little while, but through lack of opportunity are still kind of emerging. So they need help with career development and and sort of, you know, helping them hone everything. So that's something that we are very excited about. We had to postpone our production. You know, you you will appreciate this, but coming from uh, spending all the time in America, America is very good at sort of private donors and things, and so part mm-hmm. of my role as leader of or you know leader of Pegasus is my I have through my career many re- wonderful relationships, and I have friends here, um Hagerman and Rosenthal associates, who are friends of mine, who have paid for three offers that we've done over the last three years. Um, with big budgets and so we were supposed to, I was supposed to be coming next week to do the opera, and we were going to be performing at, at the Greenwich Theatre at the end of, the, of April. So now we are prepared. We have to postpone it, obviously, and we're preparing for that for next year. Um, so that's coming up. Black History Month, we have um, we have concerts with our choir, um, and we're having intergenerational choir that we do where we prepare some sort of maybe Caribbean songs or whatever or whatever they're doing and we have kids that we work with we go and work with them we work with uh, sort of older groups community groups with our Pegasus community choir we bring them all together we perform um what else are we doing um there's something else we're doing oh something uh Oh, it 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 my mind at the moment. But but there's a lot that is going on with Oh, we're developing an opera. <laughs> That's a big thing to flip my mind. We're in the process of, of um discussions talking about a Windrush opera that we want to produce. that Fascinating. We want to Yeah a lot, lots of things that we're doing and, and developing
0: at the moment. So we're busy. Now, of course, uh, uh, we'd love to have you back on so we can hear a bit more about your Windrush Opera uh, when all of this uh, calms down, as it were. Um, we well, would love to, yeah. Alison, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, and uh, of course, we'll speak again soon. Alison, thank you. Thank you very much. That was Alison Buchanan, Artistic Director of Pegasus Opera Company. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
2: Uh, We're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat trick in a World Cup final. Sir Jeff Hurst, Uh, thank you very much for coming on today.
3: Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon. uh,
2: And perhaps I should uh, start and get it over and done with. I know you must be bored with it, and uh, you've probably been asked a thousand times. But when you got out for a duck playing for Essex, Uh, Jeff, what was going through your head at the time?
3: (laughs) Well, of course, that's not one of the most asked questions I get. Although there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google me realise that I did uh, score nothing for Essex. uh, My only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in, in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago, 1962, I think that was. simply a, a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at, at the football. And uh, they, they quite always mention when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, who um, was played under mm-hmm. him and has been very successful as a player and, and the manager over many, many, many years. He and He's come across many coaches, of course, and managers during his time over 50 years, I guess. He would still say that Ron Greenwood is the best coach he had worked with. He worked with... So you, you're very... I think you you, re, you think you're lucky when you come across if you have a great teacher at school and uh, a great coach as we had in Ron Greenwood and of course uh, a great manager in South Alf So to come across people like that of that calibre can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life, and that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely, and in those early days um, at.
3: That's griping or moaning about the system, and if you've got people like that in the organisation, one thing I have learnt and I've taken it on in my life and my family—you've got somebody in a group who doesn't want to be part of it—you you get them out. And Alf, I think, was was quite ruthless about him and his staff. And I think that's one thing—I one of the most serious things I think I've learnt over a long period of time.
2: And is there? Do you think? Uh... uh, well, you want me, I, I can tell you if true. you want.
3: You've want, you got time. I can tell I go, you. If you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go on. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing a, a, at a dinner in, in the
3: Channel Lines, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of honor. Mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions from the audience at the end of the evening. And there was, there was a few questions. And then all of a sudden, I heard a, uh, somebody at the back who